worship leaders, worship musicians, and especially sound techs. Are you miking your cajon or kick drum the wrong way? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Blueprint Sounds. My name is Nathan Smith. Today we're doing a really practical video on the right way to mic your kick drum or cajon. But before we do, I want to give you something. If you go to my website, Blueprint Sounds, you can get access to my free guide called 25 Chart Topping Arrangement Tricks. If you have a song that you've been working on with your team that's good, but you wish that it had another gear, download this free chart. It gives you 25 great ideas for ways to make your song more interesting. It gives you a couple sentences about why that trick works. And then it gives you a song from the radio so that you can hear the trick in action. Again, go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, or click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash 25 tricks. All right, let's talk about kick drums and cajones. So I noticed that during the summer, especially when you have a smaller worship team, it's been really popular to do a stripped down acoustic set. So you might have a cajon and a bass and acoustic guitar and a vocalist and keep it really easy. But when you've got fewer elements, you need to make sure that those elements are mic'd properly and that they sound good. So let me tell you a story. I was doing one of those sets at a local church. I'd been invited by a friend who's a drummer, and he was going to play cajon. I was on guitar. Super simple setup, right? But as I listened to the live stream afterward, I noticed that when he was digging into his cajon and playing, you know, playing the, the bass part a little bit harder, it was clipping. And it was, you know, it was giving that crackly sound. And at first, I thought it was my car because I thought one of my speakers had blown out in my car. But when I got home and I played it on a system that I know is, is good, I was still getting that crackle on, on the cajon especially. That made me remember that when I was walking behind the cajon during sound check, that it was slightly out of place. And that made a big difference. So I'll tell you about that in a second. But first, let's talk about how a kick drum mic works. So here I have a kick drum mic, and it's called the Mondo. It's built by Aventone. But anything that you have by AKG or Audix is going to work the same way. Let me show you what's inside of the mic. So here I've taken off the pop filter and the grill that protects the unit, but the actual thing that does the work is right here. That's called the diaphragm, and it works very much like our eardrum. So your ear has this drum, and it moves back and forth because it's very thin and malleable, kind of like the skin on a, on a drum. So when... And an explosion of air or even just someone talking comes up against the drum and it causes it to move back and forth, those sensors in our ear take that sound pressure, that pressure that's put on your ear, and turns it into something that, you know, we can, that is intelligible, that we can tell what it is. Well, the diaphragm on any microphone works the same way. So this microphone has a diaphragm right here, and it moves back and forth as the sound hits it. Then it turns it into electricity, goes through the cable, goes into your soundboard, and then that goes up to the speakers, which is sort of like a microphone in reverse. It also has a membrane, a thin cardboard or, or a paper diaphragm that takes the electricity, turns it back into sound, and it goes into your ears. Well, that's the thing that does the job, and this outer part just protects it. I'll put it back together. So now let's go to a kick drum and look at the proper way to place this and why improperly placing it would cause a bunch of crackles and pops. So here I have my kick drum mic on a shortened boom stand, and this is a pretty typical setup, and I'm gonna show you why it's wrong. Here's the skin, the front of the drum, and here's what's called the port, right, that little hole that they cut so that you can put the uh, microphone into the drum. Well, the problem that I saw with the cajon is that it was halfway in and halfway out. 
Here's why that's wrong. Imagine that you have an ocean and you've got this rocky beach, but you've got a little part of the cliff where it's been cut into, so there's this little channel. Well, all of that water wants to come into that small, small opening. So it's going to rush and blast through that spot faster than anywhere else on the beach. That same thing is happening with air in your kick drum. You have this large kick drum, you have this large amount of air, and when the beater hits the skin on the other side, it's pushing all this air, and it has one little spot where everything can come through. So the greatest blast of air, or what we call sound pressure level, is coming out through that port. Well, if you put your diaphragm right on the port where all of that blast of air is coming, it's going to overload your kick drum every time. It's going to be way too much and it's going to make it crackle. And that's exactly what I was hearing with my cajon player, is that when he would hit the cajon really hard, all of the air would come out of the port, which in the cajon is in the back, but it's the same idea. It was hitting that diaphragm right there at that moment and causing that pop and that crackle. Not good. So here's what you actually want your miking to look like, whether it's a kick drum or a cajon. So I've turned the drum around. It might be a little hard to see because it's dark in there, but here's what you've got. I've actually brought my kick drum mic into the shell of the drum, all the way in, past the port, past where all of that air is pushing out so fast. And it's staring at one particular spot. So on a kick drum or on a cajon, you've got two sounds that you care about. You've got the shell of the drum, the whole thing, which gives you that body and that low end. But then right here, the skin, when the beater hits the skin, it gives you that smack, that attack that cuts through the band so you can hear the front of the note. Well, I want both of those things. So I'm staring right here with my microphone. I'm staring at the point where the skin and the drum connect. That means that I'm gonna get a little bit of the shell, that body and that, that low end, and I'm also gonna get the smack of the beater so I get that top end. And then probably with EQ, I'll take the rest of it out. Then you can actually mix with your mic placement. So let's say that you mic up your drum and that you push up all the faders and your band, you're going and you don't have enough attack. You're like, man, I wish I had more smack. Well, you just take your kick drum and you point it more towards the skin. Or the other way, if you found that when you're miking it up, you just miss that low end. It's not, it's not activating the subs like it should. Well, then you turn it to where it's getting more of the shell of the drum and you get more body. So you mix first right here when you're placing your mic rather than having to do it with a bunch of EQs. Now, that is all good and well when we're talking about a kick drum because kick drums sit on the floor, they have spikes that go into your rug and they shouldn't move. But a cajon is different. A cajon is also a chair. And when the cajon player gets off and on the chair, it tends to move. That's probably what happened this Sunday morning is that it was placed correctly or a couple inches away from correctly. And then all of a sudden when the, the cajon player moves, maybe he bumps or maybe he tilts the cajon and all of a sudden the, the mic placement is out of whack. How do you fix that? Well, here's what you do. Google cajon mic mount. And what you'll see is that there's a lot of different methods to do it. Some use clamps, some use drills, some use adhesives. But whatever it is, it's going to be this little plate that's going to hold the mic past the point of the port, right, inside the cajon, and it will stay there. And then you can point it every which way that you want. But whether it's a drill or a clamp, it's going to go inside the cajon wall so that it's inside the drum getting the right placement and it won't move no matter what your cajon player does. I'm not gonna name any brands because I'm not affiliated with any brands. I'm not making any money off this video, but they're around 16 to $50, depending upon how fancy you wanna go. 
but it would be money well spent rather than getting mad at your cajon player for moving when he's sitting on a chair, which is what you do with chairs. They move, right? So make sure that your cajon mic stays put, and then you can have an easy and free Sunday morning where you're not worried about it changing. Let me mention one more thing. You need two mics to mic a cajon properly. On the back side, you're gonna have the kick drum mic, whether it's the D112 or I'm using the Aventone Mondo, whatever it is. That gets you the beef and the low end stuff. But for the top end, you're gonna use something like an SM57 or this is an Audix i5, and it's gonna be facing toward the face of the drum and that's where the ribbon is. There's a, a ribbon uh, behind that front part of the box that gives you that snare sound. Well, this is gonna be for the snare sound. So you want it facing maybe the center or the corner depending upon what sound you're going for. But that you're gonna have the top end and you'd probably take away the low end with a high pass filter, which is also a low cut filter. So that's the tip for this week. Make sure that your kick drum mic is inside the cajon and it stays there no matter what your cajon player does. Buy a mount to make it work and you'll be much happier when you do an acoustic set. Hey, I hope that video helps. And again, if you need help with your worship arrangements, go to blueprintsounds.com forward slash 25 tricks. Until next week, God bless and goodbye.